You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Brian Catherine. And I'm Josiah Walker. This is a podcast where we talk about various Christian things and aspects of Christianity through a biblical worldview. Uh, it might be that we talk about books or events. Actually, today I want to talk about the paper that you submitted. At the time this is going to come out, it's going to be... You don't have your grade yet. Or I don't have my grade. I just submitted it yesterday. You'll have your grade by the time this podcast comes <laughs> but, out. Yeah. But okay, I, want, I was fascinated to talk about this with you because you were in a biblical ethics class. What's yeah. the name of the class? Christian ethics. Christian ethics. So, okay. Yep. So you're in a Christian ethics class, and your final paper, you had to pick a topic about ethics. What'd you pick? So I picked in vitro fertilization. So here's what's interesting to me before we jump into that. Our listeners are probably like, eh, old hat. Sure. Uh, we don't talk about that as much anymore. That used to be like a fiery topic. It was in the news. Christians were talking about it. I mean, we'll talk about why. Sure. But here's here's my question to our listeners. What was the resolve? How did it end? Right. What did we land on as a church? Did we come to any position? No, we didn't. Not really. Not that I could find working on my paper. <laughs> no, we have these issues that are hot topics, and then another topic comes along, or right. or it morphs into something more. Uh, the abortion thing gets bigger. The uh, now then you have, you know, gay Crime marriage. Issues, then yeah. you have, uh, just on and on and on. And so what ends up happening with a lot of these things is we think about them, we talk about them, we debate a little bit, we we think deeply for a bit, and then we uh, fall victim to the next shiny debate, yeah. and we never really settle. So when you said, "Hey, I'm writing about in vitro fertilization," I thought, "Oh, oh yeah, that we, huh? Wait a minute." What is it? What right. what is kind of the biblical stance, and what where do we land on some of this? And it's kind of all over the map, right? So absolutely. Okay, I want to talk with you about it. So that's why I thought this hasn't been a topic that's been addressed very recently, but I think right. there's a lot of ramifications that have come out of it for today. Sure. Because we didn't address some of those, probably the same with if you think about going back to well, gay marriage, just gay marriage. Right. Now look where we're at. Right. You know, like <laughs> well, okay. things change, right? Like even working on this paper, I was reminded of clo- cloning, right? When we were cloning oh, sheep. Oh my goodness! And, yeah, <laughs> I forgot that, about all that. I think, and I are we I, still cloning sheep? Well, I don't know. Not that I'm aware of, but now, in now, we're, now we have robots. Came out that, of that a little now bit, we got you know? AI robots. Right. right now we're dealing with AI and robots. Anyway, and, so okay, so in vitro fertilization so, came out of the cloning, or vice versa. I think it came out of cloning a little bit. Kind of came from that of working with DNA and genetics and stuff like that. Oh, um, yeah, there was. So, I remember when this. I mean, this was what ten years ago. Yeah. Maybe there was like at what point is a human cloned and cloned baby right. and, yeah. and that's all we were talking about. So okay, and, so what. The purpose of your paper was just to kind of give a just, survey yeah, of... Just kind of give, you know, a, just pick an ethical topic and then talk about kind of why that topic is important to uh, for the church today or could be meaningful to the church in the future. And so um, that's one of the reasons I picked in vitro fertilization is because the biblical view or stance that you could make on that is all over the map. Okay, so like <laughs> what's the... What's the range? Maybe give us sure. give us one side of the spectrum to the other. So generally, so, so yeah. So um, there were people that were for it, people that were against it, um, and even in there, there was a wider range, right? So for for the use of a, fertilizing yeah. eggs outside yeah. of the womb and then planting them, right. which is basically what it is. You, you yep. take all the pieces, you put them together, you create an embryo. Those embryos are then inserted in the woman once they've been fertilized, and, and you know they've given the woman hormones to kind of 
accept it and do the whole thing. Create pregnancy in that. And so there are people who say, hey, this really is okay. This is outside the sanctity of marriage. This is outside of traditional means for reproduction. You know, So all the way to like, we can't even do it so, because you didn't do it the correct way. Right. And then okay. sometimes there's even like three different people in the DNA because they're having to make up parts that oh, are missing. Oh, so now you're morphing. And- right. So then it's got three parents, right? <laughs> like, uh, okay. Usually it's from the two. but And then also... All those embryos, sometimes you can get like eight to try to see which ones work. And then moms usually don't want eight kids. And so here's I, the real I, tricky part, which this plays out today. Are those embryos life, not right. life? What do you do with so it? So determining you, when life ooh, was. When do you, how do you, you know. discard the embryos? What happens? And then do they're, you use them to clone other people? Right. So, you know, if you remember the, the big thing of the Octomom in the 90s. Oh, was yeah. she had all eight embryos inserted. They and put them all in. And they she all had worked. So, yeah. And then sometimes those embryos that don't get used get frozen. And then a lot of times those frozen ones, when they thaw them out, get destroyed or they're not viable. Are they viable? Do any get thawed and they are viable? Cause I Some think the, get thawed and they are the viable. The idea was like a woman's like, well, I'm not married now, but what if I go right. past my prime and I well, don't have my eggs anymore, so I better freeze them for the future? That was part of the And then the what happens if you and your spouse get divorced? Right and oh, and that was in the will. Them? When do you yeah. use them? How do you so, use them? Oh, and sometimes people experiment on them. I, I saw one article that was saying, "Hey, it's okay for us to do all this kind of stuff, even though it's outside of marriage." Because look at uh, Abraham and Sarai. You know, they had a kid with Hagar and and had Ishmael that I way. I don't think and that, that was worked. a good thing. And then uh, Jacob and Rachel, she couldn't have kids, so God let him use the servant girl so to he have used kids. A concubine. And I was like, I don't really think we're looking at the biblical text accurately to make that well, case. And on top of that, that's even those situations, like that's kind of a surrogate mother right. kind of situation. Mean, a lot of good, times, I didn't do this but, in the paper, but a lot of times people would link IVF to surrogacy because you could use a surrogate mother to help carry that okay. through. But still, man, that that's a that seems like a hefty right. stretch to go from there, Abraham right. and uh, and Hagar yeah. to to I froze some eggs that right. could be used by i could sell that probably totally legal to sell them but deed them or do whatever to, i sure. mean holy cow yeah i mean at the end of the day the, the biggest arguments are you know probably come back to that abortion piece really for a lot of people mm-hmm. do you, well, okay. you consider those embryos life because they have the potential to become the, a life these form, are not you know? the frozen eggs of a woman who freezes her eggs later to be right to be uh inseminated with fertilizer yeah. sperm these are actually they're embryos right. we're talking about you know all the parts have come together and if you say life begins at that point, which I think most of us, if we really didn't pull, if we pull back from the ramifications of what happens if we say something, if I say it, then this might lead to, now I'm talking about abortion, blah, 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 whatever. But here's what's interesting. I keep, you see it posted. You find you find uh, bacteria on Mars, you call it life. Right. Uh, you know, the very beginning of a, a turtle egg, the second it's laid, is protected. You know, there's all those arguments. So... The only reason we don't want to say an embryo is life in this argument right. is because of the ramifications of what that right. means if we want to have an abortion later. So that's a tricky ethical thing. You cover that? You kind of walk through that in your paper a little bit? A little bit, yeah. And, and that's kind of why I said that this is such an important issue for the church today is because there are, I forget, already I've forgotten the exact numbers, but people struggle with infertility issues, right. you know, and, and look to things like IVF. So it's going to be the thing where as pastors and leaders, you're going to have people, even just as Christians, you're going to have friends in that in your church who struggle with infertility issues. A lot of times because couples are waiting till later in life as, as 
husband and wife are both working, right? So women are a little bit older and they're struggling. And apparently, know. it's okay for men to be a little older. I mean, what it was like. Right. Like Al Pacino, and I keep seeing these guys in the news yeah. are like eighty. And Supposedly kids. he's had a like, kid what? with his twenty-year-old girlfriend, what? but I think it's he's a... getting a paternity test to make sure it's actually his. But yeah, there was a few. And there's somebody else that does this too. Like these old right. these guys are like, but obviously the clock is ticking for a lot sure. of ladies. I get that. Well, and that was one of the things they talked about too. One of the resources I was looking at was like men struggle too, and a lot of times I think the hardest thing with a topic like this is it feels taboo. Right, oh, men right. don't really talk about. Hey, I had issues, or my wife had issues. Sometimes the men feel like they just have to go along with this because the wife really wants a kid, and they're like, "Okay, well, I guess whatever." And yeah, yeah or you're or you're um, you're getting the the building blocks from somebody else. Right. Which again, that even plays into if if that's the concern, then you have to wonder what do you do with adoption? Sure, you know. I've, I've, well, and you can I'm, even adopt some of these embryos. Like Holy you say, cow, hey, okay. well, there was an argument wow. for, hey, these unused ones, we should put those up for adoption and use those for other people, and so they can, okay, you know. So that's a, so it's <laughs> so. it's crazy to me though. Some of those debates were just constantly bombarding the news. They yeah. were conversations in church. I'd say there were conversations in podcasts. But when was that really playing out? Like ten years ago? I think so. Yeah, ten, yeah. maybe fifteen years 15 ago. Fifteen years ago, 2012, you know. yeah. 10, 9, somewhere in that zone, maybe. Yeah. Wow, so. when were they? When did they try to clone that sheep? Was Molly? Is I that can't the name re- of the sheep? <laughs> no, I, I don't even remember. But yeah, that I mean, all that stuff was that stuff had the same fervor as like right. like the AI stuff right now. Like sure. this, this really strong discussion of what are the ramifications? Where are we going with this? How how do we how do we deal with this? Right. So that's that's interesting. What caused you to choose a topic? Just had a list? Did you just have a list and you just like, hey, how about this? You know, it was this class was really hard for me because I just wanted to. Uh, write about biblical stuff and pull out my commentaries and write <laughs> exegetical papers. It was hard to kind of talk through big, just ethical issues. But every week there was a lecture on a different one from abortion to LGBTQ plus issues to poverty, you know, and, and how the church should look at all these things. Did, did they cover like and drugs? Did you do drugs? Like, yep. Things yeah. Drugs. Did you talk yeah. about any of the AI computer type stuff? Not a lot, which was funny to me because already I felt like my textbook was dated because I'm like, hey, this IEA stuff, this you know, <laughs> we, we're going to have to add that. But, you know, my, my wife and I have had our own infertility issues, you know, and after, um, God, I don't even know, 15 miscarriages, you know, the doctors came to us and said, hey, your wife can't handle this. Her body can't go through this anymore. And I remember struggling as we made the decision to kind of get a hysterectomy, you know, and there were times where my wife said, God, did I just stand in the way of God of, of having this operation done? So this topic was personal. So this topic was personal for me because... I had to answer those questions. And there are people in the church who are going to say, hey, you, you shouldn't have done that. You know, if God wants you to have a kid, he'll give you a kid. And you just put up a big wall. You've took all the parts out so then you can't. Well, you know, so that's, you've, you've played God in your let's life. Let's pull back on that. Hold on. So you, we, there are those people that say don't. You know, the use of birth control is unethical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's not to say that it, it is or isn't, but that's where the, that's where the spectrum is, sure. right? So you kind of got to. So were you kind of working through that personally as you were thinking through those pieces? So yeah, I think I think it was part of a therapeutic for me to just really work through that and go, where do I stand on this? And I think it's important as pastors and leaders to kind of be able to help counsel couples through this because I've thought about the heartbreak that my wife and I have dealt with of not being able to have a kid. I mean, that's one thing my wife really wanted was to be able to have a child of her own, to give birth to a child and have somebody that calls her mom. 
And so to not be able to have that, you kind of look for those answers of, well, God, why? Why, right. if I have this such strong desire, was I not able to? Especially when you see stories of people like Sarah, who God says, you're going to have a kid. And she goes, hey, but I'm an old woman. You know, yeah. and he does uh. it for her. And so I think as couples are struggling through this, because I, I read a thing, once again, I've forgotten the exact numbers. But- but like it, the IVF stuff doesn't always work. Right, you're gonna right, spend right. all the money, and it still might not work. Yeah, Only like thirty or fifty percent of the time does it actually work. Gonna do it. So these couples are gonna have to be counseled because there's emotional, psychological, and, and spiritual stress and trauma that kind of goes through all this. Well, there's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of complexity there. Correct. I mean, I was just thinking through, like, man, uh, you know, there's certain things that I go, okay. I was talking with somebody else just recently about this. In these areas of either argument or debate or ethics, you have you sort of have green light, yellow light, red light issues. Green, yellow, red. Like green is like it's it's good. It's always good. It's no problem. Or if you're uh, you know making an argument, like we totally agree on this. This is you know this is fine. This is obvious. Yeah. Then you have on the other side of that the red stuff. Like yep, we all agree this is bad or this is clearly out. Or maybe in my own life this is out of bounds. Clearly, True. no problem. You know the green, but then it's when you get in the yellow, you get in that middle space. It's so much yeah. more hazy, and you're like, wait, um, well, in this circumstance, well, what about and how do I feel about? So, part, I mean, I, I sit and think, okay, you have all those eggs, they're embryos. Yeah. I I really would put, you know, destroying the embryos in the red light category. I just yeah. think that's ethically wrong. Right. That's a big problem. Can you adopt them out? Oh, okay, that sort of makes sense to me like it gets far more yellow almost green like well don't destroy them so adoption makes sense but then do you do medical testing nope like all these weird that's a tough i mean that's just tough to think through a lot of times these things are used for vaccinations you know right uh stem cell stuff was there like any of that in there oh there was a little bit yeah like like i said for my paper i had to really kind of hone it in but just the scope of things that you could dive into research this was vast right and and the i don't think as christians we we need to think deeply about how the bible speaks into our world and how yeah. god has communicated and i think often we take these things and we just take the shallow quick approach sure yep bad wrong whatever and we're like wait let's let's dig into some of the complexities and think about it yeah. so that we really land on it so did this paper do like when you started this do you feel like you you had the same sort of depth and thought or was it just like that's interesting it's going to be therapeutic i mean how did it go for you it it definitely it helped shape my uh my thought process on the whole thing because there really is like you said red green and and yellow areas of this process where i i went into it going hey i know there are people who say you can't use this procedure because it's outside the sanctity of marriage and traditional conception but i felt like no god's given us the technology and the ability to do this to help parents and and couples like myself to be able to have kids who can't have kids but then as i'm saying well what do you do with the embryos you don't use i was like whoa (laughs) you know i I didn't consider that yeah and so what do you do with uh non-binary lgbtq what do you do you you open it up to those couples too and like that's way out we're talking about over here it's don't do this outside the sanctity of marriage and over here it's like don't do this outside of what's even physically possible right. apart from those issues that's right. these become huge conversations yeah. yeah so it it really just became the kind of thing where i just the main point and the main conclusion i came to was that we didn't love one another 
and we need to be there for each other and not let our opinion on this matter kind of really divide us and, and, and cause tension among couples among, who are struggling. Among, among Christian brothers and sisters, yeah. And how we just, we might view it differently than somebody else in our congregation, but we need to help walk them through their own issues. Is there anything issues. in those red lights, though, where you would say, whoa, don't do that, that's wrong? Did you come to any of those conclusions? I won't put you on the spot, but... Did you come to some of those? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, the the whole destruction of embryos and stuff. I mean, that was something you, I really had to think about because they did. There are doctors who say, "Well, that's not really a life form because blah blah blah," because they're trying to justify it's, it's we not just a need person to get yet, rid of these right? and we don't need to you make know? this complicated. But and then just freezing them isn't the answer either because what if you never come back to them? And so it it was basically the kind of thing where I left going, "Wow, there's a lot more to consider here than I first went into the paper thinking right. about." Because the sanctity of life is a really big deal. Yeah. And so then what you're doing, possibly, this is where it's so complicated, is yes, you know, you did the eggs, you didn't right. use them all, or the embryos, right. you didn't use them all, but you did use some, and yeah, you're having a child, but then right. you got six others that, what do you, I mean... So then what, do you have to do them all? Like, yeah, like what is all that? That's yeah. really so, complicated. And then yeah. you have to think, like, what is the what are the people who right. went through that thinking, and are you counseling them later? Do they come to conclusions like, wow, we sort of aborted right. our embryos, or... We killed these babies for the sake of this one. Or that is really complex stuff yeah. that we just never. I don't think we landed on that very well. We just moved on, right? And, we just moved on. <laughs> and guiltily, I, that's probably something I'll do too. Like already, I've forgotten half the statistics because I'm already thinking through the issues facing us today. <laughs> right. <laughs> which know? those. Which the irony is, the in vitro issues are still facing us right. today. They're just living in a shadow of really. I mean, they're living in a shadow of huge issues with abortion. Which maybe in vitro falls into that category yeah. with some of that, but late term stuff. I mean, yeah. just huge issues of you know the LGBTQ ideologies and these things with what's going on in the world with all of it. And even I mean, today you can open a magazine. I forgot the name of that magazine. This says men have babies. So right. like men don't have babies. Those are physically, biologically women. But you know, so we're talking about that stuff, which makes the in vitro conversation seem light and. Right. And insignificant, but it's not. It's not. It's, it's not. St it's still significant today, and the reason we're even having this conversation, and I'm writing about it, and all the other issues that surround it, the reason we talk about these things, about ourselves, not about other animals or cloning sheep, why this matters so much, is because of what we see in Genesis, that we're all created in the image of God, yep. in Mago Day, and that's why this is important. And does this respect that, or does it not? Right. Right. Does this trust God? Does it not? In in all kinds of areas. Does it glorify God? Does it not? Do, are we, you know, my wife and I wrestled with some of these issues um, and, and did some, we didn't do in vitro, but we did some other things, you know, just that were, and, and you come back to, am I am I trusting, not trusting? Is this me like like Abraham not trusting with, with Hagar? Or is this like the benefits of some of the medical science, I'm going to take an aspirin and sure. for a headache, and I don't say, yeah. am I trusting, not trusting? Right. You know, like, or I had a back surgery, or, you know, that list goes, I, I take medication for glaucoma. Like, am I trusting yeah. the Lord there? Well, I trust that God made those things possible. Is it the same over here? It's a complex it's yeah. a complex issue, it, man. And I don't think I got all the answers in my 12 pages, but <laughs> well, <laughs> I should yeah, try to present limited. something. Yeah. So, Well, that's helpful to think about. I don't know, you know, I don't know if our listeners... Uh, have thought much about that. We've been talking about a lot of random things. Sure. It's like, wait, what are we talking about now? We went from this <laughs> to this to this. But but I think the, the common thread is we want 
to talk about these things in a way that doesn't just broad brush and blanket to the simplest path of least resistance. Well, good, bad. No, there's complexity and how do we think about them? And I think that's where our conversations have been going lately. We need to think deeply about issues of ministry and issues of our Christian life and what the Bible says and how the Bible speaks into them. And and this is just one more of those topics. And as Christians, we need to be able to speak into these world issues and current affairs and things that those around us are struggling with. Because chances are you're going to know somebody who's used in vitro or, or struggled with fertilization. Or and walk through issues, it in your church. You know? Yeah. yeah. So That's really helpful. It's something to consider. Well... We'll have to see. Uh, we'll see what your grade looks like. We'll see what the paper looks like. But it wouldn't be a terrible idea. I used to post a lot of my papers on saltybeliever.com. I don't think it'd be a terrible idea to possibly either take it in pieces or take it in parts sure. or put the whole thing up or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that could be interesting if you'd be so inclined. <laughs> so by the time this gets onto the uh, onto the, the podcast schedule, we're just recording out for the summer a little ahead. Yeah. It may be that you could find more on this at saltybeliever.com. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, until next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.